0: 37th Parallel, on America's Haunted Highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.
1: What's up all you cool ghosts and goblins out there, it's Pixelated Paranormal, episode 149. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, yeah. I'm joined by none other than Preston. That
0: make, <sighs> if, I, if you're Carol fucking Baskins, does that make me the Tiger King?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it might. Um, good news is tonight, folks, we've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shayla and I celebrate tonight on the 24th of June, our 14th wedding anniversary. So we went out, had some sushi, had some drinks. Had some more drinks, and then came home and had a very wonderful orange mango goza from Norton's Brewery. Ooh. And well, then
0: happy our... 14th anniversary to you both. That's a milestone right well, there. Well, thanks, buddy. I, I appreciate yeah.
1: that. Uh, and then halfway through the drinks, I remembered, oh, yeah, we have to record tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've been mixing a little rum and cream soda, it sounds like. Hell, Yeah. There you go. So you know what that means, folks. Tonight's episode, I'm not going to even think about editing. It's just going to be fast and loose.
0: Yeah. And there's a, toward the end of the episode, I found some uh, eyewitness reports that, uh, from uh, people um, in Great Britain, that they spoke in a Cogni accent. Oh, Jesus. Which is literally like, just speaking like you're drunk.
1: Oh, hey, Governor. Yeah, I was going to say you made that part for me. Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, who knows what could happen tonight, folks. Um, What won't happen, unfortunately, is Steve joining us tonight. He's going to take one more episode off. He's currently, um, what would you say, redecorating the house, moving his recording studio to a different room in his house. So uh, like anything else in life, it took longer than we thought. And so he's not going to make it on this episode, but he will be back for the next one. Big 150. Yeah. Yeah. So at the top of the episode, we want to remind everybody, if you have a story, if you have something you want to share with us, what'd you say, Preston? Did your mom summon a demon spirit?
0: (laughs) Yeah, listen, guys, if uh, you accidentally had some nocturnal nookie nookie with a ghost, we want to hear about it. If your mom accidentally summoned a banshee one evening, even better. And if you got anal probed by an alien, whoa, baby. That's the ticket, so you send us all that shit either on facebook messenger, pixelated paranormal
1: and gmail dot com just keep the truck rolling, okay, oh yeah, yep, and uh we've already got a boatload of content prepared for episode one fifty, so uh it could be a long one, folks, and that yeah, also I got, ex- what
0: I got one story today, but it ended up being two stories yeah. um, so it's just like, holy hell man, yeah, we'll so. take it,
1: yeah. Definitely. So we got some great stuff coming up, and uh, that's your cue, folks. If you're listening right now, hit us up. We need your story. Yeah. And I'm going to send out a couple of uh, social media call-outs, call to action for you guys to send us your stories, or just give us a short paragraph in the comments section on Facebook or Instagram about the weirdest thing that happened to you. Yeah. There you go. Can't wait. And uh, like I said, it's already a cornucopia, cram-packed, just busting at the seams Uh, weird you guys yeah cool well that brings us around town tonight's episode you guys love them we love doing them it's another cryptid encounter number 15 preston what are we talking about tonight well
0: we're going to be talking about black dogs hellhounds satan's best friends ghost dogs Just what in God's green earth are we talking about here? Well, if you're thinking about that movie of a ninja assassin with crazy eyes starring Steve's brother from another mother, Forrest Whitaker, (laughs) you'd be wrong. But if you haven't seen Ghost Dog, go do yourself a favor and check out that gem because it's a hidden (laughs) one. Nice.
1: So we're also talking about phantom dogs, right? Could that be the umbrella term for these creatures?
0: (sighs) Yeah, that's really what they are. They're just phantom dogs of death. Nice. So the Black Dog of Death is a motif of a specter or demonic entity found primarily in the folklore of the British Isles. And uh, Mr. Fancy Pants, can you go ahead and cue that science theater sound effect for me? You know I can.
2: The Black Dog is especially a nocturnal apparition and in some cases a shapeshifter. It's oftentimes said to be associated with the devil, or described as a ghost or hellhound. Its appearance was regarded as a portent of death. It is generally supposed to be larger than a normal dog, and is often seen that they're not just an ordinary dog, however. On occasion, these ghostly black dogs are said to be missing their heads. At times, they speak in human voices, and others see black dogs leap into the sky or appear or disappear suddenly walking straight into a large tree or mountain as if it wasn't a solid creature at all. It sometimes is associated with electrical storms, also with crossroads and places of execution and ancient pathways. The origins of the black dog are difficult to discern. It is uncertain whether the creature originated in Celtic or German elements of British culture. Throughout European mythology, however, dogs have been associated with death.
0: So examples of these are the... Fuck, I don't even know how to pronounce this. This is one of those fucking Gaelic
1: words. Buddy, we're not known for our pronunciation, so just take a whack at it. The Quin-Anwin? Or <laughs> the Gramar and Cerberus.
0: I mean, that one's pretty fucking easy, right there. There you go. Fuck that one too bad. Up. All of whom were in some way guardians of the underworld, and it is possible that the black dog was a survival of these beliefs. So black dogs are generally regarded as sinister or malevolent, and a few are said to be uh, directly harmful. They may also serve as a familiar spirit for witches and warlocks. Some black dogs, however, such as the Gert dog in somerset and the black dogs of hanging hills in connecticut are said to be uh you know little goody two-shoes and they help you out (laughs)
1: goody goody
0: two-shoes goody goody (laughs) two-shoes um some known as guardian black dogs guide travelers at night onto the right path and guard them from danger so there's that okay and
1: uh Hold on, because my thing's not scrolling right. Uh, While well, you're scrolling right, I'll remind everybody. Supposedly, the haunting of Corpsewood Manor. People have seen a black phantom dog guarding that area as well. Uh, said to be one of the two gentlemen's guard dog that was actually killed during that home invasion. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well... I got it. it's more information time because these things <laughs> can range in color and appearance. So it's not just oh black. Boy. Cause I know, you know, black cats have a bad rap because you know, they're supposed to be like familiars of witches too. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. don't just think because it's a black spectral dog that it, it's bad because the galley trot of North England is a large white dog with a shadowy or intermittent outline that will chase anyone who runs away from it. The cool Sith, of the Scottish Highlands is dark green in color and the size of a strike or a young calf. They were usually kept tied up in the burl or fairy mounds as watchdogs, but sometimes they accompanied the women during their expeditions and were allowed to roam about alone, making their lairs among the rock. They moved silently and had large paws the size of adult human hand and had a loud a bang that could be heard as far out as sea. Hmm. Uh, some like weird mermaid thing going on there. Like yeah, be, Murdog. Yeah. Murdog. It is said that anyone who heard them uh, bark three times was overcome with terror and died of fright. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So after the second bark, you just clutch your chest and wait. Yeah. You're just like, no motherfucker. Not the <laughs> third,
0: not the third pretty time. Sure.
1: I've had a pretty good run
0: so far. <laughs> The Island of Man off the coast of Scotland. Um, these dogs are said to be uh, Farishan or Mannix fairies and can be found in a wide variety of colors. So they're described as all the colors of the rainbows with red Aww. ears. It's like
1: playing Minecraft and making purple sheep.
0: Yeah. And they have the following names Gut Trash Girt Dog, Harry Jack, <laughs> Mooth Doog, Old Shrock or Black Shuck, Patfoot, Puka, Shykaker, Hui Chuvo and Huey Peck, way
1: wei Chewy Peck, and uh, Lobazine. Wow. The Gut Trash Girt Dog sounds like a sex position or something you might want a topical cream for. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Jerry, what's that, that weird rash you
0: got going on down? It's the Girt Dog.
1: Uh, doctor said I got a case of the Gut Trash Girt Dog, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> she was a little dirty. Yeah, we call it drip dick in my day. <laughs> but like we said
0: earlier, not all ghost dogs are bad, right? If you see Aww. a cute little cuddly one, no worries. Now, if you meet a black dog once, it shall
2: be for joy. If twice, it shall be for sorrow.
1: And the third time shall bring death.
0: Yeah. So in Connecticut, uh, they would tell you, even if you see the cute little cuddly black ghost dog, you're fucked. So (laughs) whoopsies. Whoopsie nuggets. Whoopsie nuggets. So the legend of the black dog has been told by those living near the hanging hills of Meriden for over a 100 years. Those who claim to have seen the dog describe it as a supernatural creature who supposedly leaves no footprints and remains completely si- silent as it travels along the ridges of Meriden's Hubbard Park. Now, when I Google searched this thing, one, you know, artist depiction showed it as a, uh, like a big black German pincher. And then another artist depiction showed it as like a cute little cuddly like wiener dog. So I like to think of it as the second one, like this little tiny like wiener dog
2: like roaming the (laughs) hill.
1: (laughs) I like the idea of a little, yeah, a little phantom dachshund just running around. Anyways, (laughs) at least six deaths
0: have been blamed on the third meetings with the black dog. So one of the earliest accounts of the black dog was published in in the Kinetic uh, Quarterly, uh, 1898. So a long ass time Uh. ago.
2: Yeah, Yeah. well
0: over uh, 120 years. By New York geologist W.H.C. Pynchon, and according to Pynchon, in February of 1891, he and geologist Herbert Marshall of the USGS were conducting geological research in the Hanging Hills when they saw the dog. But this was not the first time for either man. Years earlier, Pynchon was studying some rocks near the Murmur Reservoir, and he happened to notice the little dog standing on the boulder nearby. When Pychen finally moved on, the little friendly dog trotted eagerly alongside of him all the way up to the west peak and later down into Southington where Pychen entered a restaurant for lunch. Later, the dog began following him back to his hotel, but by the time the two got back to the spot where they originally met, the dog had suddenly vanished. Pychen whistled for his newfound psychic, but sadly, he had seemed to vanish into thin air. Uh, Marshall who had seen the dog twice before, scoffed at the legends. He's like, dude, fuck this three times bullshit. I'm (laughs) i It's going to be all right. So while the two men were studying a rock formation near the ledge of a cliff, they noticed the dog approaching them, wagging its little wiener dog tail, and it was all excited. And without making a sound, as the dog drew closer, Marshall slipped on the ice and plunged to his death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a little bastard! Yeah, oh look, there's little
2: ah.
0: <laughs> so uh, his body was later covered by uh, authorities, um, and this was the third time Marshall had seen the dog, and the second time for Pigeon. Reports of the black dog continue to circulate in Connecticut to this day. Uh And that's the only thing that I could find in the United States for, like, you know, folklore of black dogs. Now, the Ozark Howler is considered to be like a black dog entity because it is also an omen of death, and it has, like, a weird howl to it, but it's described more as, like, a weird dog-goat hybrid Bigfoot thing. (laughs) So, for more black dog tales, we're going to have to go overseas to our brothers from another mother over in England. And Sean, huh. what do you got first?
1: Well, now hang on a second, because Steve's not here with his big old book of bullshit. Ooh. I did actually consort Linda S. Godfrey's I Know What I Saw Modern I Day Encounters did. with Monsters of New Urban Legend and Ancient Lore. And I found a tale of a creature that lives in Rusk County, Wisconsin. People driving through the far northern part of Wisconsin expect to see bears, deer, and even an occasional wolf passing through the heavily forested land. The 20-year-old maintenance technician Jay and his uncle, however, knew that what they saw as they returned home from bow hunting north of Ladysmith and Russ County was none of those things. Jay's wife first told me, The main story in an email, and then I interviewed Jay at some length for the details. It was the fall of 2002, and he said that at either end of October or the beginning of November, just after dark, he and his uncle drove home after their day in the woods. He said there was little to drive by at the Hubbard Town Hall. Our headlights shone onto the field and next to it, and then it was standing there facing right at us 40 or 50 yards away the creature was the size of a horse it was real stocky and muscular we could have seen it plain as day the eyes however reflected red and deer have naturally yellow eye shine its head came down to a snoot and it had a muzzle more like that of a labrador instead of a german shepherd like many people had reported it was very hairy with matted hair covering its head and its entire body we couldn't see ears though it kind of shocked me it seemed very solid though not transparent i felt it was just challenging us like a dog that would stare at you it wasn't moving And after maybe three minutes, it turned and walked really slow on all four legs, disappearing back into the woods. I don't know how to describe it. It didn't move like any other animal. We were silent at first and then looked at each other. It had a beard, but it wasn't real long, almost like a goat's. The hair was three to four, maybe five inches long, and the shape of the beard was just so bizarre. It had the presence, I almost felt like, that it was something evil or not of this world. He added, later in 2006, four years after the initial sighting, the family found some strange tracks by their cabin, some miles away from the initial sighting in Hubbard. They were 17 inches long and 8 inches wide, barefoot and human-like. But the big toe was split, and there was a strange claw mark in front of each toe. He said his aunt took photos, but wasn't sure how they came out. Four years after the fact, there is no way to know whether the footprints came from the creature Jay saw, or this was a separate creature altogether. All more indicative of a Bigfoot, as this had the absence of ears, and the beard also sounds more ape-like and less canine. It was on all fours, and the size fits the general stated dire dog or phantom black dog. But like Bigfoots, they're also known to run on all fours. Either one would be at home in all the northern forests, bogs, rivers, and land shores, or something else entirely beyond a Bigfoot. At any rate, it was definitely not a member of the normal up north menagerie and therefore deserves to be included here in the phantom dog sightings. So there you go. A little more. Old U.S. of A. But Preston, you said you wanted to go overseas. So over she, over she's, overseas we shall go to lady howard who became a black dog <laughs> I'm trying to play british music <laughs> yeah
0: that way they know we're going overseas <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay because they were probably confused when we said we're going overseas
2: <laughs> oh boy
1: Huh. Lady Howard was a noteworthy citizen of Devonshire at the time of the reign of James I, between 1603 and 1625. She was well known for her beauty, her wealth, and talents, along with accomplishments and infamous for her cruelty to her only daughter, and just how many husbands she had lost. Ooh, that sounds like quite the scandal. And she was also married no more, no less then four times. When she died, it said her spirit was transformed into a black dog and tasked with running until midnight, till cockcrow every night between her former residence of Fitzford and Oakhampton Park. Each trip she must bring back a solitary blade of grass from the park. And this labor is to continue until every blade of grass is removed from the park, which will probably keep her busy until the end of the world. Interesting, kind of like Sisyphus. Yeah. Except for he wasn't no dog. All right.
0: My next uh, story I found is called Put Me in Your Pocket. <sighs> Around 1908, at the Bell Hole, a farm about a mile west of the town of Critton in Lincolnshire. On a day when the the monthly nurse was making her visit from town, the children of the house were talking about the local black dog as they were getting put to bed. They asked the nurse if she wasn't afraid of meeting the creature on the way home in the dark, and what she'd do uh, if she saw it, to which the nurse replied,
1: I shall put him in me
0: pocket. They were brave, if silly words, and all the children were sent to bed. The nurse walked home toward Critton, and during the walk, the strangest thing... Uh, the strangest thing was said to have happened not only did the black dog appear but it ran ran around the nurse saying
2: put me in your pocket put me in your pocket
1: <laughs>
0: that's a pretty good scooby-doo
1: that was not my scooby-doo voice that was more my uh my droopy voice yeah i like it
0: <laughs> next story i have was titled shoot it with your gun So, when researching the topic of black dog legends and encounters in Lincolnshire, England, for her 1938 article on the topic, Ethel Rutkin received a letter from the village of Guthrie from a man she only identifies as CKS.
1: Your inquiry at the black dog takes me back to the days of my childhood, when we were told that a dog with big eyes as big as tea saucers would be heaving on toward us if we didn't behave we then. There was said to be a black dog down in Take Lane with another, where it roamed torn its owner's field at neat time. Sammy Preetle (Preetle's now dead) was shot at it against the big old willow tree, and his gun barrel busted, and then he came home white as a sheet. The willow tree stood on the bank of the Guthrope drains towards Axey Station. It is now gone. There stories heard in my boyhood from all the way back in 1882. That might have been a little bit Australian towards the end. Yeah, that'd be all right.
0: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure this, I think this is the last one I have. Okay. And uh, this is uh, called titled Billy and the Bargist." So sometime around 1827, previous to the publication of William Holmes' table book, Hone was told a strange tale by a friend of his from Grassington, a market town in North Yorkshire, England. Hone identified the teller of the account simply as Billy B, and he then printed the narrative in Billy's own words, which is hard to follow due to both his accent and the different difference in grammar between 1827 and now. Thus, I'm gonna sum it up, and then old Sean's gonna take a stab at it.
1: <laughs> God. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like a giant word
0: salad. <laughs> So Billy B. had been uh, late at Grassington with work and uh, a casual drink or two. And uh, he started off for home around 11 p.m. that night. It was a nice night with a bright moon that lit up the countryside plain as day. As Billy was walking on the mill lane, he heard something pass by him, a sort of brushing sound accompanied by the sound of chains. But he saw nothing to account for the noise. He stood still and looked carefully around he had a stone wall on each side of the lane for as far as he could see. And the noise had stopped when he did. Then the sound started again, the brushing noise with the sound of chains. Convinced that what he was hearing was a legendary creature called the Bargast, which cannot cross running water, Billy decided to hurry down the road to the wood bridge he knew was a little bit ahead, hoping to lose his strange companion by crossing it. But as soon as he crossed, He heard the same brush and chain noise. By now, he was starting to be less frightened and decided to try to see what the noisemaker was. Billy headed up the Great Bank toward Linton, listening for the noise, and when he heard it again, he turned and looked in the direction he heard it from, but he didn't see anything, and the noise stopped. This time, Billy headed for home, but heard the noise again and reached for his door. The sound was headed away towards another house, so he followed the sound. And this time he could see a tall in the moonlight. Oh. Oh, he could see a tail in the moonlight. This is why you shouldn't drink. <clears throat> <laughs> Figuring he could now at least say he'd seen the beast, Billy turned back toward his home. But when he got to his house, he found a great thing, woolly like a sheep, but much, much larger, lying in front of the door of his house. He tried to order it out of the way, like, know, yeah, well, get the fuck out of my door. But the creature would not move. Billy got a stick to strike at it, but before he could strike it, the creature looked up with him, with eyes as large as saucers, with red, blue, and white rings in them, that grew even or ever smaller till the, all was visible in the middle of the eye were dots. Despite its strange appearance, Billy continued to order it away, and, and it and it continued to ignore him. But his wife heard the commotion and soon opened the door to see what was the matter. Upon her opening the door, the beast stood and walked away. She said herself that it was the bargus, and Billy was impressed that it was apparently more afraid of his wife than him.
1: So you see here, sir, as I've been clock-dressing at Gerston, I stayed rather late, and then be getting a little supper, spirit. But I were far from being drunk, and I knowed everything that passed. It were about eleven o'clock when I left, and it were about, oh, in the year, and then most admirable need it was. The moon were very bright, and i never seen Wrist alone, fell plainer in all my life. Now you see, sir, I were passing down to Millloin, and I heard Summit come past me. Brush, 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 with chains a rattling and the while, But I seen nothing, and throat myself and thought myself, now this is a most mortal queer thing it is. And I then stood there, looked about me, but I see nothing again, nothing at all. Nothing but two stain was on each side of me loin. Then I heard again, the brush, 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 with the chains. And you see, sir, when I stood still, it stopped. And then, thought I, this must be the boggest. That say, so much said about it then, and I hurried towards the wood brig. For they say, this is how the bogus cannot cross water. But lord sir, when I got up to the brig, I heard the same thing again. So it must either be, you've crossed the water, or gone round it some head to the spring head. And then I became a villiant man, and I were a bit freestanding afore. And I thinks, I'll turn around and have a peep at this thing, I will. But then, I went up Green bank towards Linton, and I heard this brush, brush, brush with the chains and away, but I didn't see nothing. But then, it ceased all of a sudden, so I turned back to go home. But I hardly reached the door when I heard it again, the brush, a brush, the brush with the chains and all, going down towards the Holton house. And I followed it, I did, and the moon right there shone very bright and I could see its tail. And I thought, well, what a thing, I could see, I've seen it now, and I'll be away home. This I got to the door, and it were a giant thing like a sheep, but it were larger, ligging across the threshold in the door, and it's all woolly-like, and I say, get up, and it wouldn't get up. And then I says, stay there. Then I grew valiant, and I raised a stick right beside it, and I said, look at me. Such noises. Oh, his eyes, his eyes, they glowed, and they was big as saucers, and like a cruel ball. First there was this red ring, and then a blue one, and then a white one. Then these rings grew less and less till they came to a dot, a pin-sized needle hole. Now I wasn't nothing to fear on though and I'll get me all fearful and I kept saying get up store yourself get up and then my wife she was at the door and she came and opened it and this thing then it got up and it walked off and if it weren't for me old wife then me old me old lover there me old wife she said it was the boggest and I never seen it since and that is a true story <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> I mumbled through that in one go. <laughs>
0: oh man, that was that was good. That was good, buddy. Yeah.
1: I think <laughs> I strained a throat muscle. oh. Well. And for all of those who couldn't understand that, it sounds like this guy was making his way home from a bar one night after having a meal by himself, and he heard something brush, brush, brush with the jingling chains, and he thought he could get rid of it by crossing some water, and the dog was smart enough to go around the chains, I mean around the water, and then it followed us home, and his wife opened the door because she is pissed to high hell because this bastard was so late and so drunk, and even the fear of a woman. Yeah, that dog's like, I ain't fucking with this. It was out hmm two things in this world ain't nothing to fuck with wu-tang clan and that guy's <laughs> wife huh so that's black yeah. phantom dogs huh i like to say that's the most lackluster of our uh cryptid encounters but it was on the list
0: look see him did. once you probably i see him twice <laughs>
1: probably
0: i see him a third time you're fucked
1: I'd like to picture them as either little bastard Pomeranians or great big Beethoven-like dogs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking giant-ass, like, you know, uh, St. Bernard's from Hell with, like, little fiery eyelids. And
1: I mean, that's the crux of it right there. There's not a whole lot about phantom dogs that you can really elaborate further on. They're just big damn dogs. They guard sacred places, cemeteries, or haunted areas. And sometimes their eyeballs change three different colors, like a dying Xbox 360. Yeah. Well, the episode's a little short and a little sweet, but that's because we have a great big old thing planned for you guys next. L- week. I can give I can give you all a
0: whole tease because as today I was I was getting uh, I was taking my notes <laughs> from the story that I was told, and uh, uh-huh. my my story that I got from um, a listener, so to say, was.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you want to tell him how you got the story or do you want to leave that part uh, uh, No, anonymous? because then,
0: then right after I get done with this I'll I'll go in uh I'll go into uh you know, stay local, keep it whatever.
1: hmm Okay, sweet. And yeah,
0: do you uh, think so I, I uh, met a guy and uh, we hit it off right away. We locked eyes and
1: <laughs> as many great yeah. stories have started. And
0: uh he, he does acupuncture and uh, so i got my first oh my acupuncture se- session with him today and it was phenomenal i highly recommend him so when i get done telling this little uh, this little spoiler i'll tell you where to go to go get the needle work done and
1: now does he mind us giving his name cuz i don't want to give him any you know i don't want to put um, him on blast if he doesn't want to be we'll we'll outed. just call him b for now
0: and, and, uh, okay. but I'll tell you where to go to, to his, cause he's got a website, he's got a Facebook page. You can contact him because you can cool. go get your shit fixed and have a really great conversation. That's how great of a guy he is. He's, he, his <laughs> lust for the paranormal is just as big as ours.
1: Well, and that's all I want in the world really is just good conversation and get my shit yeah. fixed. I mean, who doesn't, right? <laughs> I mean, so
0: go. I'm probably butchering this but he told me a story about a S- santeria which is a Puerto Rican witch.
1: It's like a, a like a voodoo uh-huh. priestess. So it's somebody who now we're ignorant here. I think uh I think that expands farther than just Puerto Rican. Is that more like a Latin thing?
0: It it might, but I think like you know, like it, if you go to like Cuba, you know they they have a little bit of a different name for them. If uh, you go okay. to like Jamaica, you know the or like Haiti, they're gonna have a, a, a different. It, it's probably the same type of dark art that's being practiced, but okay. from that particular cultural standpoint. Um his nationality is, you know, he's part Puerto Rican, so it's uh Santa Santeria. 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 Yeah, there you yeah. Go.
1: yeah. Just think of that uh that song by I almost said Sugar Ray. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh what's that band? That that fucking group, um Sublime.
0: Uh, I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. Anyways, enough of that. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: I snorted as I was
0: getting the story from him I'm like all right, I gotta write down the first part like how did this all take place and this is what I wrote he turned down sex the witch he turned down sex the witch for sex so basically Mm. there was a guy that uh, was propositioned by a Santeria and he's like Mm -hmm. That's going to be a no for me, dog. And a lot of <laughs> shit, bad shit, followed from uh, turning down that proposal. So that is going to Uh-oh. be on the next episode.
1: Okay. Well, and it's funny because you and I are almost at a point now where you meet somebody and you hit it off. And at some point in that conversation, you're going to ask him, like, hey, what's the weirdest thing you ever yeah. saw? <laughs> and this is what I got. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we got a story from one of our co-workers uh, included in this listener story episode. And, uh, we're not going to say which story it was cause we want to give them some anonymity because again, we started the show up because we fully believe everybody has experienced something weird they can't explain, but not everybody is excited to talk about it or tell people, you know, what it was they saw. So we're not going to tell you which one of the stories belongs to this yeah. person, but, we got a lot of stuff. And you know what? It's going to be nice because it's not just us telling these stories that were sent to us. We do have audio from, I believe, at least two people coming and hopefully more. But yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. I really, really look forward yeah. to this. You know, it's going to be pretty awesome. So, and a uh, fair warning, real quick on that. Depending on how many stories get submitted and how big this is, we may not drop it till Friday of next week. So I believe that is the 3rd of July. Mm-hmm. So, fair warning, it might take an extra day, but I think that'll be because we're just cramming so much goodness into Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. What were you going to say?
0: Well, I was just going to go right into, as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, Ah. if you want a, you know, shuck luck beard, or what do we say, growly dick beard, you know.
1: <laughs> Shuck luck growly dick. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> if if you want a beard better than that weird thing they saw in Wisconsin, yeah. check out bigdobsbeerbomb.com
0: and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and use that promo code to pick you up some scents like Dundee Cedar, Bay Rum, Sweet Tobacco, Fresh Citrus, Classic. And I'm not done because keeping it local here in the wichita area, if you need your Rona hair taken care of go over to www.cutsbycollin.com and book yourself an appointment with our good buddy Colin, who's going to be sending us in some stories for next week's episodes. Oh, is he now? And ask for the razzle-dazzle. He still is Mm -hmm. never going to know what that means, but it'll put a smile on his Mm -hmm. face. And then
1: put a smile on our yeah, face. Yeah, <laughs> after you get yourself
0: Dobbs, after you go get your hair did, you're gonna need some you know relaxed time for yourself. You're gonna need to fix yourself up a bit because me, you know, maybe your back's all cranked up or you got some neck issues. So go to Facebook and under the search bar, type in three P H A C U, and that will take you to Three Pillars. Uh, I should have had this already pulled up. <laughs> I...
1: You know what? Like we said, we were yeah. drinking.
0: That will take you to three pillars health. And, um, that is my brand new actor, acupuncturist buddy who will do all the needle work. And if you think that that's something you want to try out for some better health, you can go to www.3pillarshealthllc.com and book your appointment with uh, Mr. V today. And it's uh, 45 bucks for an hour, which is better than any mas- massage oh, wow. that you can ever get. He'll actually go over the history of acupuncture, uh, qigong, and how it all works. He's very informative. And like I said, you're going to get your shit fixed, and you're going to have an amazing conversation with a good dude. So what the fuck are you waiting for? There you go. Go book your appointment today. Go book your appointment with Colin, and fucking make your beard look phenomenal,
1: motherfuckers. <laughs> this message was not approved by Mr. V. <laughs> oh, well, good, man. And you know what? In this time of extra cleanliness, while you're on Big Dom's beardmom.com, grab yourself some beard soap. Run over to gunslingersoap.com, get yourself some body soap. And if you're still quarantined and you don't know what to do with your time, you've already watched the entirety of Netflix and Hulu. If you're in the Wichita area, jog on down and see our friend Leslie and the gang down at CD Trade Post at Pawnee and Seneca. Check them out and go buy yourself a new little DVD, new little Blu-ray, maybe a video game, but pop in there and tell them that we sent you. It won't get you anything, but at least it'll put a smile on their face. And then if you're in the Wichita area and you need some prints made, artwork, flyers, whatever, banners, run down and see our friends down at Fast Print at Harry and Rock. And then that brings us to the show. Please check out the rest of the shows if you'd like on the Pixelated Sausage Network. Check out Mark's solo show Pixelated Sausage. Check out his Attack the Backlog video game series. Check out on Amazingly Baka, the anime website, website, anime podcast with Mark and his buddy. And then check out, we've got about five episodes loaded up right now of 13 Nightmares. I swear on everything holy and every black dog, the show is coming back. We're just trying to, you know, get a couple episodes done before we start posting them. But yeah, that thing hasn't died yet. It's just like everybody else, this whole pandemic has turned everything on its head and then taken a big dump on it. All right. Anything else you can think of?
0: No, I'm
1: good. That's all I got. All
0: I would say is, you know, just remember all you ghosts and goblins out there. Love yourself. Love your neighbors. <laughs> Stay spooky. Yep. Stay on that paranormal highway.
1: That's true. And yet, let me elaborate on what you just said. Go out there and be fucking cool to people. Yeah. Go out there and help somebody, man. You know, I don't know. Buy somebody's coffee in the drive-thru. Buy somebody's breakfast at McDonald's. Just do something nice if you can. If And if you can't, that's fine. Smile at somebody. Hold a door open for somebody. If you're already opening up a dirty-ass door, hold yeah. it open for the next guy or gal who doesn't have to hold it open. You know, because the world right now, it's always been a dirty place. Right now, it's a
0: scary, dirty yeah, place. Yeah, give them a fist bump. Give them an elbow bump. Give them a high... F- maybe yes. a high five i feel comfortable with a high five but give them a nod give them a wink
1: <laughs> yeah just be fucking better to everybody we could be so much better right now and we really gotta be man so just do do what you can try to make the world a better place even small little gestures a smile a compliment you know a wave just do fucking do something nice for people And also take care of yourself. Self-care is very important. Like Preston said, he got an acupuncture massage. If uh, you're in the Wichita area, you can go down to Tank House Float and get a little float session. Uh, Preston and I really stand behind Mm -hmm. those. Uh, They're wonderful. Get a massage. And again, if money's a thing, don't worry about it. Just find half an hour and go sit in a room with everything turned off and just think in the quietness. Meditate, take a nap, go for a walk, go for a jog, walk down by like a lake or a stream or something and just take a few minutes out of your day for yourself because that's more important now than ever in these weird if you're times. outside
0: on that walk and you come across a black dog, run the fucking other
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very true. And here's another thing, guys. We don't get very political. If you don't want to wear a mask, that's your thing please for the love of god and the lack thereof gods don't fucking shame people for wearing a mask yeah just don't do it if they want to wear a mask let them don't make fun of them you know they're doing it for your safety and their safety if you don't want to wear one don't wear one but that's one thing you can do to make the world a better place quit giving people shit if they want to wear a mask Alright, there's our (laughs) TED Talk for the day. (laughs) On behalf of Steve, I want to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. Yeah, I already said my here, so peace, motherfuckers.
0: The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual
2: and the strange.